reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, the 14th chapter, beginning with the 22nd verse. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pretty simple question is, is this story really about Peter or is this story about Jesus? To whom is Matthew pointing? Of one thing I am certain. If the focus of this story is Peter, I don't see much reason to take heart. But if the story is about Jesus, if we read the story through that lens, about what it says about Jesus, there is much reason to take heart. Walk on water is one of those phrases we use today to tell people that they ought to be a little more excellent. That they ought to achieve greater things. To have enough confidence in themselves to take that step out of the boat. I wonder if you noticed in the hymn that we sang, that we sang these words, I love to tell the story to be my theme and glory. To tell the old, old story. Of Jesus and His love. Did you notice it didn't say of Peter and his awesome faith? There's a problem, dear ones, with preaching that wants to make Peter and his faith the focus of this story and then tell us that somehow we ought, must, achieve enough faith to walk on water. And the problem is, it ain't the gospel. That's the problem. Is it a good goal? Certainly. Is it good advice? Absolutely. Is it impossible? 
Of course. I was not made to walk on water. This my mother can confess. I sink. Story is told about three preachers. I'm going to change it and say it's about two preachers and a DS. It's his fault. He showed up. Seems these two preachers, Johnny and Sheila, were in a boat one day and they took the DS fishing with them and Johnny liked Mountain Dew. And Johnny brought a cooler of Mountain Dew and Johnny and Sheila got thirsty. They were hot. Johnny got up, stood and walked on the water to the cooler over on the bank and sat down with a Mountain Dew and started drinking it. Next thing you know, Sheila had done the same thing. And the poor DS who will not be named said, How'd they do that? And what he noticed is that when Johnny stood up, Johnny said, Praise Jesus! And stepped on the water and walked straight to the bank. And that when Sheila got up, she said, Praise Jesus! And stepped on the water and walked straight to the bank. And so our beloved DS, or some other district's beloved DS, got up, stepped on the water, praised Jesus, and went straight to the bottom. And he was mystified. I love Jesus just as much as Johnny and Sheila. What happened? Climbed back into the John boat, got thinking about it again. Stood up, said, maybe I really got to mean it this time. Praise Jesus, stepped on the water, and went straight to the bottom. Sheila looked at Johnny and said, I reckon he don't know where them stumps are. <laughs> it's funny, but that joke is rooted in our oppressive desire to perform. That story is rooted in our impressive desire to impress somebody with our faith. It's the reason that why we buy books written by people like Joel Osteen who tell us that if we have enough faith, we can do marvelous and amazing things. And tell us that faith is the currency of heaven that forces God to act on our behalf. Any of y'all see Jesus being forced anything to do anything in this story just by chance? No. The gospel is rooted in who Jesus is. Not rooted in our faith. And dear ones, that's good news because I don't know about you, but I have days when my faith lets me down. When I'm just really just afraid to get out of bed and face the day. You ever had one of those days? Ever had one of those weeks where you found out that somebody you love got cancer, their husband lost their job, and you don't know what in the world you're going to say to them? What in the world do we do when faith fails us? There's where we can look to Peter and find the gospel. But first, we need a little bit of backstory to this text. I think it's highly likely that when this story was circulated, the people of Jesus' day thought about dear Job. When Job was responding to one of those great friends of his, He said this about God. He said, God alone stretched out the heavens and trampled the waves of the sea. I bet they had in their minds Psalm 77 when the psalmist wrote, Your path led through the sea. Your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. 
I bet that they had in mind Psalm 89 when the psalmist says about God, You rule, you rule over the surging sea. When its waves mount up, you will still them. I wonder if you noticed that none of those things mentioned a human being. Neither the psalmist nor Job thought that if a man had enough trust in God, he could tell the waves to be still. But we put that onus on Peter and say, if Peter had had just enough faith, he could have walked. And if we will mimic Peter, we could walk wherever we want to and be bold and stand forth and show our faith. And five seconds later, we would boast about it and say that it was something we accomplished. Or we would do something amazing and put stickers on it so that we can get credit. The story can't be about Peter. It has to be about Jesus because it's the Gospel. That's hard for us to hear in a time when so much of our church models are leading toward business models about excelling and doing all these wonderful things... And what if Jesus was saying to Peter, Peter, why didn't you stay in the boat like the rest of them did? Why didn't you just believe that it was me? You might not have noticed that, but all 11 of the rest of them stayed in the boat and apparently believed that it was Jesus when Jesus said, I am. But the one we want to pick up is Peter and try to convince people that somehow they just have enough faith, God will heal them. If they just have enough faith, you know, the problem's not God, it's you, we tell them. It's just wrong. Storms come. And the gospel is that Jesus will be in the midst of the storm. Not that we somehow have to drag up enough faith to survive it. Think about the words we say when we come to the table. We say, Lord, when our love failed, Your love remains steadfast. Why do we put the onus on ourselves to have enough faith to do the things that we're just supposed to join God in doing? The story's not about Peter. I feel certain of that. I believe the story is about the God who tramples waves underfoot coming to a group of people who were terrified in a boat. And if He came to them, dear ones, He'll come to us. Look up. See what we have in here, a vaulted ceiling. You ever wonder why churches have vaulted ceilings? I promise you, it ain't the acoustics. It's because it's shaped like the bottom of a boat. To remind us that the place we want to be in the storms of life is in the cradle of Christ, a boat. That place where He met His disciples and calmed the storm. It's popular these days, I'm just going to tell you it is, it's popular, popular, popular to treat faith like currency. But what faith really is, is a relationship with the living God. It's a state of relationship. Of trusting that no matter what comes, God will speak to it, not that I will. That no matter what comes, Christ will overcome it, not David. 
Matthew's trying to say something to us about Jesus. He wants us to see that He's the God who walks on water. The first time the waves were stilled, Jesus' disciples said, What manner of man is this who calms the waves and wind? And this time, when they see Him trample underfoot the sea, they fall on their faces and worship the living God. The Son of the living God. The story is about Jesus. And His faithfulness. The reason we look so hard at Peter is because we can sympathize with the man. We know what it's like to be in the midst of of a sheer and absolute hell and lose faith. We know what it's like to feel like our boat is full of water and we're going down. And to for a moment be double-minded. Have our minds filled with both faith and fear. We know what it's like to be confronted with horribleness And for a moment, take our eyes off Jesus and begin to sink. But Jesus speaks to us two very important words. Take heart. Followed by a name. I am. I am God with you. Take heart. I will never leave you or forsake you. I will be with you no matter what storm comes. No matter how beat down you feel. No matter how abandoned you think you are. You are never alone. I will come to you on the waters of chaos. Bringing peace. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Not that we somehow have to have enough favor faith to merit God's favor but that God is with us even when our faith fails you might notice that Matthew doesn't tell us that when Peter's faith failed Jesus said well that's what he gets I warned him I done told him several times Peter you just gonna go straight to hell if you don't shape up what did Jesus do Immediately, he took hold of him. Dear ones, if you want to tomorrow say, I have enough faith to step out into the storm, that's great, that's wonderful. But don't do that without knowing that the only reason you can is because Christ is with you. Don't do that without knowing that Jesus will save you no matter what. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and took hold of Peter. And because of that, dear ones, in the midst of every storm, whether it's a dying spouse, a resentful child, a lost job, 
Whatever storm comes, Jesus' hand will be on us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.